Hello and welcome to Charmed and Alarmed. This podcast is dedicated to all things witchy and metaphysical. So whether you're a baby witch, an expert, or just want to learn some spooky stuff, you're in the right place. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. Today we're going to be talking all about ghosts and our experiences with them. But first, we want to thank all we want to thank Brittany for that delightful spooky <laughs> sound. I was just trying uh, to put ambiance in there. <laughs> yeah, I should put like some some spooky sounds underneath Ooh. this. Um, thank you to all the listeners that we have now. Um, we appreciate all of you rating and reviewing. It's so, it super helps us out. Um, and thanks to anybody who has emailed their comments and their stories. We love reading them. So I'm going to just jump right in. Because I learned a whole lot about ghosts that I didn't quite know before, um, which, you know, there's only so much you can learn about, like, unproven air quotes stuff. But, you know, it's fun. Um, so a ghost, according to Wikipedia, a very reliable resource, <laughs> if you don't ask any teachers, um, <laughs> is a soul or spirit of a dead person or animal. So, like, pretty basic. Um, so they can appear in many different ways and, uh, to different people, um, different, you know, different ways at different times sort of thing. Um, I've heard stories of people, you know, feeling being touched, getting scratched, um, all the way to like seeing an apparition, um, seeing a shape, et cetera, only hearing the voice, just audio, um, so there's a bunch of different ways you can see them. Um, and, you know, really what I found very interesting was um, basically every culture around the world has ghost stories. So it's not unique to any one culture, just like we were talking about how religion is not re- unique to mm-hmm. any one culture. Um, so that that really take i'm i'm a half skeptic half believer i feel like about (laughs) ghosts i try to be as skeptical as possible especially because there are a lot of like scammers out there oh for sure yeah yeah you know we'll try to prey on people and say oh i can talk to your dead loved ones and you know there's there's people out there who can do it and there's people out there who are scammy Mm -hmm. um so i do try to keep my skeptic hat on um as much as i can with with ghost stories of people I don't know. Um, <laughs> like if I know a person personally, I'm not going to deny their experience, but you know, right, if they're making right. a bunch of money off of an interview, yeah. less likely to believe it. Um, but you know, one thing that does really challenge that for me personally is how it is universal in yeah. every culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, how, I don't know. How can you deny that? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> um, so there's some different theories that I found on what ghosts are. Um, you know, there's the pretty well understood idea that it's, you know, a person's soul um, trapped in this plane when it should be moving on. Um, I've seen theories of interdimensional beings mm-hmm. um, or even like aliens Um mm-hmm. I I kind of like the idea where people have said, um, so like maybe if you're seeing a ghost from the past, they might be seeing you in their 
their time that is current to them mm-hmm. and like you're a ghost to them that would yeah you're like concept. a future ghost because there's no you know wibbly wobbly timey wimey sort of right. stuff mm-hmm. um, there's a really good movie that is based on that concept that's called from time to time oh, um yeah it's a really good movie it's got uh, maggie smith in it um can't go wrong right and it's it's very, very good. 1010 recommend. Um, but it goes by that concept of, um, you know, one of the characters in there is seeing and experiencing the past. Um, and uh, he sees the ghosts from the past and they see him. And it can be in a really weird circumstance. It can be really fleeting. But it's it's an interesting um, time travel sort of right. Thing. So that's exactly um, like what you talked about. It's a great movie. I highly recommend it. I just wonder, like, what is the 18th century person looking at me? Or I guess like 17th century <laughs> person looking at me, at just staring at my rectangle, just scrolling on Instagram. Like, they have no concept of what my rectangle is. Right. They have no concept of what, like, internet, the Instagrams, anything, a picture uh, and they're just like, God, this ghost is so boring. <laughs> she just sits. This girl's just sitting, staring at a rectangle. Doesn't do it has anything. To be some religious relic. She's probably some very devout religious nun who has taken a vow of silence. And it's just like, nah, man, I'm just addicted to social media. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's a that's a really interesting concept, though, because for me, what I would say to that is. Um, how we understand ghosts um, almost exclusively, we think about it as it has to be an entity from the past. That's what we consider ghosts. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that is something that happens. How are those people reporting that? Because I doubt they'd call you a ghost. Because, you know, I mean, it would be something that we call an alien because it's like, oh, very futuristic. Um, wearing strange clothing, looking strange. You can tell they're humanoid, but you can't tell if they're actually a human. So right, I wonder like the idea of headphones, like if you're, if you're walking right. around with headphones or like the alien has this weird thing on its head. Right. And it's like, <laughs> so I wonder if, if that would be reported as like, they might even say it's Faye, this very, right. you know, mm-hmm. weird entity. So I don't know if they would ever call it a ghost or we would call it a ghost because if we saw somebody right. or something from the future, I would I'd, call it an alien first. Yeah, thing. I'd yeah. call it an alien rather than a ghost. And so it kind of makes me wonder how much of that has been like. Right. Uh, yeah. Convoluted. Like maybe yeah. a UFO is just like a future, a future ghost vision. Who knows? Right. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think so, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. There's no My- telling. Science hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah. Freaking aliens. <laughs> That would bring me back to like the concept of the pyramids and mm-hmm. how they were built and all that. But then like mm-hmm. we have a physical object that's there. Right. Right. So yeah. Then yeah. Anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then what's most common to me with with skeptics and then, then in my personal life is um, it's just your brain filling in something mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, especially in not- the dark. My yeah. brain does that where it wants to make a shape out of something, and it's usually the shape of somebody trying to kill me. 
<laughs> my brain listen. just really likes that. Shelby, that's too many. That tells you you're watching or ingesting too much true crime. Side note. <laughs> you, yeah. need, you need to stop. <laughs> that reminded me of a story, though, so side note. <laughs> oh, yeah. Write that down. I'm writing it down. Um, so there are different ways to try to communicate to these, these ghostly creatures. Um, now, <laughs> this podcast, avid anti Ouija board, but we're yeah. going to go over it, but we do not recommend it. Um, that being so, said, I would say I think the aesthetic of Ouija boards is fine. Like that doesn't like I oh, love I the, won't even buy like I love decorations the, with it. Okay, so I absolutely love the aesthetic of it because I think it's really cool looking. I it's but it's cute. I love it. Right. It brings a like, vintage uh witchy vintage vibe. Right, right. But I don't I wouldn't use it as a tool, you know. Yeah, Anyways. no, I'm I'm even too scared of it to even bring it in my house. <laughs> I, and I like I was at Joanne today looking at it and I was like, gosh, this is cute. Too bad it has that little goodbye thing on it. <laughs> I'm not getting it. If it. It's like it wasn't like Ouija shaped. Um but yeah, it's just uh, I I'm too scared. Thank you though. Um, so the Ouija board came out in 1890, and it was extremely popular as a game in like the early 1900s, um, as a game and for a device for spiritualists. And uh, being a spiritualist was very hot at the time, unless you were Houdini. Unless um, everybody else was very into it, except that one guy. Um, I, that's a really cool story, though. I was gonna oh, say yeah. the Houdini story is really awesome. If you guys ever get a chance to, like, uh, you know, rabbit hole into that, because it wasn't necessarily yeah. that he didn't believe in that stuff. He was just so disgusted by like the scam artists that the scammy stuff. Yeah, yeah, the scam stuff that he made it like his life's mission to like debunk oh, and these he would people. Call them out, and you know, oh, I'm he would. <laughs> I am terminally yeah. petty. So I love that. He would go like do these shows like his, you know, stage show at these places. And then he would be like, oh, so I hear you have like a local medium here. If they can come, come on stage anytime during the show and show me something that I can't replicate, I would be happy to give them $10,000. Yeah, he was like, every single show. He would look them up. He'd, he'd put plants in their audience to call them out mm -hmm. for lying. Like he was crazy um and right a lot of the time so right right <laughs> um which is where a lot of you know my skepticism still does and he he said to his wife like they made a deal he was like okay i'm gonna say the secret phrase and if you ever hear that then you'll know that it's me from beyond the grave and she didn't hear it for a very very long time and then eventually she did hear it and she she like wrote an affidavit and like an attestation like yes this is what we agreed it happened in a seance and then somebody found out that they had like figured out the secret phrase that Aww. it was supposed to, and it was all a lie and that that just like shook me i was like who would do that to that woman right you an know? asshole like that's yeah that's <laughs> an asshole <laughs> you know something she really believed and she thought she was really talking to her husband because they had the secret code and it was just a lie and that just it hurt my feelings you know yeah um so anyway um scientists have studied it and um you know they've found out that 
likely the planchette, which is the little like um, triangle shaped thing that mm-hmm. you use to see the letters that moves around. So the planchette um, is moving because of like involuntary movements that your hands makes. And it's just a bunch of people touching it, um, moving it around. Um, so but... side note on that one. Cause yeah, go ahead. I had the Ouija board when we were like, what? 13 to 15 yeah yeah and we would do it were either of you ever moving it intentionally never intentionally um Mm -hmm. the weird thing about it like whenever we would do it is that a lot of the messages wouldn't make any sense like it was just like it was just like nonsense that didn't make any sort of sense gibberish almost or like a three-year-old trying to write out a word or something right Right. yeah Yeah. and so I think that we almost kind of disproved it ourselves because we were so like trying to like not move it that like so I do have a story though I remember we were all into like the who are we gonna marry business oh my god very into it it. yeah and so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i am embarrassed of how into i was yeah, that. I, yeah. okay we, we were, were all in the same boat. oh my god the 90s so, let me tell you i'm not gonna say his name but like it spelled out my husband's name and then it gave the middle initial and at the time i knew someone else with this how do i not even name. remember this i think it was with Brittany. i don't remember you being there particularly for this one but yeah. then it spelled out the middle initial and it didn't connect to this other guy that also had a similar first name or had this same first name but yeah but like yeah. i think i thought about it later after i married my husband and i was like wait a second wow yeah oh my um, god um, yeah. so my my wondering about the involuntary movements is mm-hmm. like okay maybe we just don't have the science to explain that it's a ghost making those involuntary movements. Who knows? Who knows? I thought it was because they're like using our energy. Right? Yeah. They're using our, our electro synapses in our brain to make, make our hands go like this. So I don't know. Either that or you're being partially jumped, which is where they're like partially. uh, So jumped is another term for like possessing. But po- the way that, like, I consider it is, like, it's whenever you're jumped, you still know that you're you. And it's not like you blank out or anything like that. It's just you also are, like, something is up. Um, or, like... You're sharing. Right. Sharing like, your your mortal toil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and where And then, like, um, a, a full possession is, like, you don't... You're, it's involuntary. Like, you can't. You right. Know. Um. So I always thought like that people that were actually having some having a connection with Ouija boards was that they were having a partial they were being partially jumped. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I think so. I think I am the most skeptical believer that I have like met other than like you guys, because it's one of those things where it's like there's a lot of stuff out there that I have experienced that definitely is uh, supernatural, but there's a lot of things that people in my, you know, who I'm with have jumped to it being supernatural. And I was like, no, I know exactly what's happening here that, you know, there is a tree outside with the light shining in. That's making, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's making a shadow against the wall. 
and yeah. it you know it, it, something like that and in those instances sometimes i just let let it slide because i'm so, like they're having fun and they're believing it is but yeah, i know it better hurt yeah. anybody right yeah, like it doesn't it's, hurt anybody i just say like okay leave it oh that's but cool yeah there's also the like i because i like i said i don't have a lot of like personal experiences especially with ghosts so mm-hmm. um you know most of my experiences have been through stories that honestly both of you have told well like i know you're not lying to me i know that that it happened because you're telling me and you're not like you're both of sound mind so mostly that's (laughs) you're of equally sound mind as me okay yeah well (laughs) so that's that's kind of what keeps me from being a full-on skeptic honestly is like honestly your personal experiences with it because I am so close to you and have been so close to you and have been around you at you know when those things were occurring right and we don't have any reason to like lie yeah yeah Yeah. so what I was going to say was when Brittany was talking about like jumping to conclusions now as an adult Mm -hmm. that's like my first thing I go to I'm always like okay what is this really Mm-hmm. Like, am I seeing it as it is or am I thinking something? Like, I mm-hmm. always go there first. Whereas, right. like, when I was little, I didn't always go to that conclusion first. So, yeah, like something that, um, like, my first reaction now is if I see something that's happening, that I'm like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, my very first inclination is to look around to see what's causing it. It's mm-hmm. my first gut reaction is not to go, it's a heckin' ghost. <laughs> like, it's usually like, huh, that's weird. I wonder if, like, there's a draft or, like, you know, or like you said, like, your brain automatically wants to make sense out of things. So if it's mm-hmm. like a blobby shape, then it's like, you know. And then the other thing that I do personally is that I, I check in with, like, my. I guess you can call it third eye. I don't know. I check in with like that like your part. intuition. Yeah, like I check in with that and I'm like, are we picking up on anything? And if I'm not, then I'm like, okay, this is just like a weird happenstance. Like something's just going on. Um, because I'll, I have had um, experiences where like I will know instantly that that was something supernatural. And I was like, that was something supernatural. Okay. All right. And, you know, a lot of times it's just like, well, that was neat. And you kind of just go on with your day because <laughs> you're like, Ugh. but there's a lot of stuff where it's like people will be like freaking out about it. And like, oh, I took a picture of all these orbs. And it's like, OK, yeah. Where were you when you took all these orbs? I was in this concrete basement at night. I was like, OK, had it been dusted any time recently? <laughs> Because dust particles and bugs show up right. often as orbs and stuff. So it's never well, yeah. Wanted- and like um, photography is just like the intake of light onto, uh, you know, like a, the the canvas of, you know, whatever. Now, like digital photography is a little bit right. different. But originally, you know, it was just intaking light and processing it. So, you know, it can be. Right. So for me, it's never something where I want to like put that person down. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not my place, What you know. Right. And it's not like they're causing anybody any harm or anything like that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just, like, when you meet somebody who's really discerning, who also has experiences, that's what I find the most interesting. 
Yeah. So if they're, I'm like, okay. And the this most p- validating too. About, right. Like, that's how I feel about it. Right. Um, so there are some other ways to communicate. Um, kind of the precursor to the Ouija board. Um, well, I guess not the precursor, but like the first mention of anything similar to a Ouija board was called Fuji in um, China around uh, 1100 AD in the Song Dynasty. Um, And it was more similar to automatic writing where they would suspend a sieve um, or a tray and they would use it um, to guide a stick that would write in sand or an incense ash and they would decipher the Chinese characters that came up from that. So they would use that to communicate Mm. with the beyond, um, which I thought was like really interesting. Um, And, you know, there is other stuff like automatic writing and stuff like that. Yeah. um, That, that I didn't really get into with all of this. Um, But there's also seances. Um, So again, around the time of the, the big spiritualist movement, late 1800s, early 1900s, um, which, you know, I feel like there is a very big resurgence of that, especially now with like a big boom in like a bunch of really cool tarot decks, which I'm not mad at. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) You know, whatever helps people helps people. I'm, I got enamored with tarot just a few months ago. So like I'm into it. (laughs) Um, but I do think, you know, especially in the late 1800s, early 1900s, there was a lot going on um globally with uncertainty um world war one kind of happened um there was just there was in you know the 1918 1917 there was the spanish flu epidemic which Mm -hmm. is very similar to the covid epidemic um so you know in times of uncertainty belief in things like spiritualism and stuff like that can flourish. Um, And I do think back then a lot of people really took advantage of that. I think now um, because we do have a lot of that history and background, um, I feel like there are fewer people trying to take advantage of, um, you know, people and who are looking to spirituality or new age stuff. Um, as a way to make sense of things. I I do feel like, you know, there's still like scammy people out there, but I feel like it's a lot less prominent. Yeah. I, I think it's a lot, lot less prominent as far as like, um, in your face, but Mm -hmm. I definitely, um, I don't know this, this will be for another episode. I'm sure, but there is a really, um, concerning connection with a lot of um new age stuff being a pipeline straight to the far right yeah yeah and which i think is crazy it is really it's well and a lot of it comes into like eugenics and white supremacy and like the whole idea that like well you know i am special somehow and you know well and there's also the um the idea of like you know i want things to be clean clean eating clean which don't oh be yeah started, but, yeah um, and then you know it that goes into um, classism ableism classes 
Yeah. And then it turns into, well, I don't want vaccines. And then it turns into, uh, you know, they go down that rabbit hole and then Uh it gets farther and farther to the far right. Yeah. And then you're kind of like lost in it. Yeah. Um, I, I had to unfollow several, um, channels back last year, um, which made me really sad because a lot of them were very much like, essentially saying like you can vibe your way out of the pandemic into an another timeline where it's not happening and it can't affect you and i was like no (laughs) and then another one was talking about like um you know uh how taking medication for like mental illnesses was stunting your like spiritual connection and like all, yeah, massive yeah, eye you roll. You can't see my face on a podcast, but, but it is a <laughs> massive angry. eye roll. Like, <laughs> I I hate that because it's like they're telling it, they're shaming you for taking much needed medication, right? Yeah, to help you navigate your environment better. And it's well, like and- that's the same as the far right, right? Well, and I experienced a lot of that when I um first went vegan. Mm-hmm. You know, I would follow all of these like the and this was pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I followed a lot of these vegan, and they, you know, they were like, well, you can eat your way out of cancer. And I was like, please go get cancer treatment if you right. want cancer treatment. Like right. you can't eat fruit. You can't, you can't banana your way out of cancer. You can't banana your way out <laughs> of please fucking cancer. People, you can banana your way out of cancer. Oh my God. Um, but it was that same sort of thing where it was like, I, and I had to unfollow them way before the pandemic and now i'm like really grateful that i did because mm-hmm. oh god i'm sure they said a bunch of stuff that would have just cringed me off massive <laughs> cringe you know and the other yeah. part of it like i'm a really strong believer in um marrying um western medicine with eastern medicine and with holistic medicine i'm like there's no reason why they all can't work in harmony with each other and right. I was like, and I went vegan to solve a digestive issue. Exactly. Like, it's not like I wasn't going vegan, not like, I mean, you know, animals, I care about them and stuff. But like one of my main reasons for, I was already vegetarian, but I gave up dairy because I had like a stomach issue that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, I, you know, I cut out dairy and it got in better enough that I stopped eating cheese and then mm-hmm. single tier down my face. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just give up eggs too. Cause like, who cares? Um, and I'll just be like full vegan and that'll just be easier to explain to people. Um, but like I went vegan to solve a medical issue. Mm-hmm. Um, do I still go to a GI <laughs> to try and figure it out? Yes. Do I still take all my other medications? Yeah. Right. Because like you can do both. Like it doesn't have to be a one or the other thing. Right. And, and I, I think a lot of people get into this idea that they want, they want, especially in this time of uncertainty because of like gestures wildly, mm-hmm. um, there's just, <laughs> they, people want like a black and white. If I do everything right, I will get the result that I want. And so if Mm -hmm. I do every, if I eat this diet perfect, I won't have cancer anymore. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's not how that life is uncertain. Nature is uncertain Mm -hmm. and things happen and your cells make bad cells and you get cancer. Right. Um, And And that doesn't mean 
we're going to shame anybody who decides to go that route. I mean, that's right, your decision. Yeah. But to then try to apply that onto other people and shame them for making a different decision, like, right, that makes you an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, weird. Yeah, I didn't. I will have to edit that out. Okay. Um, or leave it in. It's like, spooky. Spooky. Oh. <gasps> it's the ghost. It's the ghost. It was a <gasps> heckin' ghost. What? What sound are you talking about? It was like, it was like a for a second. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> it's Heck Lauren's ghost. ghost. It's Lauren's ghost. <laughs> the ghost is at Lauren's house. Lauren, it's co- the call's coming from inside the house. Oh, oh no. my god. <laughs> um, so have either of you ever to get back on topic? Very smooth segue to get back on topic. Have either of you ever done a seance? not a seance no okay so not in the not in the ooky spooky way that you think about circle and hold hands and and you know we call vomit ectoplasm right we call to uh fester adams to knock three times on the door um (laughs) lauren your face when i said (laughs) vomit ectoplasm (laughs) that was like a big thing in the spiritual movement is like a bunch of these fake people would oh yeah um, an ectoplasm ectoplasm produce ectoplasm and then it's like rabbit parts or like yeah okay like so wait they flow- would like, like throw um, it up yeah they would they would like swallow it and then like throw it up during a seance as oh like proof gosh. that they were talking right it, or it they would like very showy or like cheek it like put it in their cheek right and then like Ugh. so okay so shameless plug here not for me or for either of us even though we're awesome um <laughs> if you if you really want to um get some really cool info on um houdini and then the whole like spiritual uh what is the word movement. spiritual movement thank you um my brain was like no ma'am you cannot have that word uh, <laughs> so like the whole spiritual movement and then like what they would do to actually like um people who are professional seancers um I highly, highly suggest, and that's why we drink, um, just in general. Mm-hmm. They have a really great episode about that. I don't know which number. You'll have to go for it. It's a, a lot of the numbers. It's a lot, a of, lot the numbers. of more episodes <laughs> um, are about it. And then I also found this person on YouTube who is amazing. I absolutely love um, their historical videos. They're really, really um, deep dives with a lot of really cool, interesting information. Um, their name is uh, Kaz Rowe. So it's like K-A-Z uh, and then space r-o-w-e and yeah they have an awesome awesome channel and they go over some really cool stuff so and in one of those um they they really go into a deep dive and that sort of thing yeah so i'll link that in the show notes as well and i'll try to see if i can find the video and episodes and such yeah um if i'm able to good luck um so i'll link those below because yeah i'm a i'm an avid and that's why we drink listener oh Mm -hmm. me too um so, and that's where I got all of my Houdini tidbits. Right. Um, <laughs> so the word seance comes from um, the word session in French. And it's like a very common word. It's like, just like the word sit here. <laughs> like, right. They, they use the word as the actual word. Um, but here it obviously has like the very, um, you know, mystical connotation. Mystical connotation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, extremely hot during the spiritual movement. Um, so 
they, you know, they do things like find a way to burp up some ectoplasm <laughs> during their thing. It was like cheesecloth and like some other stuff. Like they do some just nasty, gross stuff. Um, or they would do like they would hear knocking. Um, mm-hmm. And that is thought to be. Um, oh, shoot. I can't think of those sisters names. Fox sisters. Okay. So the Fox sisters, um, they, it's believed that they would like crack their toe knuckles and that's how they would get the knocking sounds during their, which sounds like so painful because they would spell things out using like, like numbered, like, like number, like they would do like 11 cracks for the 11th letter of the oh alphabet my oh my god can you um, imagine if their last yeah, can name you was imagine like, cracking your toe like, like that it's like their name is ezekiel zimheimer or something Young. like that like oh yeah. my god um so i mean you know you gotta give it to them on the showmanship i they think morse committed. code would have been a lot easier if they right yeah <laughs> well well i mean um, was morse code even a thing at that time I guess I have no. It clue. was around World War One, right? Right. Okay. No, we're not going to go into we're not, that. We're and not. Show. <laughs> I'm not going to show my ass about how little I know about Morse code. <laughs> how um, little I paid attention to history. <laughs> right. But like, <laughs> exactly. But we can I mean, always blame it on going to a public school in the middle of nowhere, which is what I always do. <laughs> yeah, I'll blame it on that. But um, oh shoot, come on, brain. What was the track we were picking oh, up on? Toe just- cracks. We were talking about toe cracks. Oh, I was going to say, listen, it was it was a hard time for women. So you know what? Part, you know, of, part of me is like, shame on you for like preying on people, but also get your money, honey. Sort of. Yeah, what like, you got to do yeah. what women got to do. I'll but, be mad at like men who do it. There we well, go. I'm still saying shame on you for preying on people because that it doesn't matter yeah. how you identify. I That's agree. a shitty yeah. thing to do. But also, I see you. Making right. your money and cracking your toes for Gosh. that dollar dollar bill, like I get, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it was so popular to have seances that even, um, the wife of President Lincoln, Mary Todd Lincoln, held them at the White House. Oh my um, god! Which sounds cooler than when you hear like the whole story. Like, no, she, she was had crazy. Several children <laughs> die. Yeah, and um, she was also cuckoo for coconuts. Yeah, just straight so up. I just feel like <laughs> that poor woman probably got preyed on by these seance people and also was like probably really trying to, you mm-hmm. know, work through mm-hmm. her grief in a way yeah. that she probably wasn't given a lot of space to do. Right. Um, so, you know, that it hurts my heart, but also. Also uh, cuckoo for coconuts. Yeah. Also, the first thing <laughs> was going seances in the White House. Um so that's that's you know there's a but lot wasn't of everybody stuff. of high society doing that at the time because that was a what lot was of people in? were and from what i've heard in like headlines that i didn't read full articles of apparently a lot of presidents um even like recent ones have um like contacted mediums or fortune tellers or you know, oh, I'm sure mystical people because the about... White House. Go ahead, sorry, go ahead, sorry. No, just like about like just general, you know, foreign policy, little stuff like uh, that. Remote viewing is a cool one about that too. If you want to deep dive into that, 
Yeah. Um, like even like viewing. Ronald Reagan, which I do like to spread misinformation about him. So <laughs> I don't care if well, it's a lie. I mean, he did it for everyone else. So I mean, only yeah. only right so, to pay it back. He's a bad person and I deserve to spread lies about him. Thank you. Right. <laughs> um, the White House, though, is really heckin' haunted, though, I will yeah, say. So it I makes know. sense. I was yeah. going to say, if you're going to hold a seance at the White House, I feel like you'd get everyone but the people you were actually, like, hoping right. to get. Right. Well, apparently, the uh, people have seen um, President Lincoln mm-hmm. uh, as a ghost and um, one or two of his sons. I think um, – I think – uh maybe it's hoover i'm not sure but i think the story is okay take this with a massive grain of salt because my brain only remembers the interesting parts so i think it was winston churchill or somebody was staying at the white house and in his room and in comes one of the presidents that used to like walk around naked or something in that room because it was their room and he walked in he walked in in you know his his birthday suit picked up his cigar and started smoking at it and looked at winston churchill and was just like sup and whoof disappeared and like he's i guess he's known for like making himself known like that and is like (laughs) so he's a a pervy ghost so i don't know if he's pervy as much as he's like this is i'm the dominant one here or just or something where it's like i know this is gonna fuck with this person so much so i'm just gonna keep doing it you um, heard it here first. Charmed and Alarmed thinks they're pervy. <laughs> think whatever president that was. was Listen, most most of our presidents were pervy. Let's just let's just get that out of the way right now. But so take that I with mean, white of guys. Salt. It's pretty easy to right. assume like white, very rich men. It's not so, a stretch. It's not a stretch. Um, but anyways, take so that with a massive grain of salt. Another, I'm not sure if that's right. Um, super smooth segue about how else we can talk to ghosts is um, using EVP, which is Electronic Voice Phenomenon. And this comes from an article on How Stuff Works by Stephanie Watson. EVP is the recording of sounds and voices into tapes, video cassettes, and other electronic devices. Those who investigate the phenomenon say the recordings of the voices of spirits trying to communicate with us. Skeptics say that EVP is just radio interference or tricks played by the mind. So a lot of the time they don't hear the noise at the time um, and they hear it when they're playing it back at them. Um, So they have some categories that they have, you know, put these in because, you know, a lot of them are pretty unintelligible. Um, So they, there can be a class A EVP, which is there. It's very clear, very easy to understand. You don't need any enhancements. Um, B, class B, is their voices are fairly loud and clear and sometimes audible without headphones. And then C, the voices are very soft and often indecipherable. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, on that, I am, I don't know. It's another device. Like, so when I hear a story from one of you and you say, I saw this ghost or I had this happen blah, 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 you know, or even like in college, like there was one house that was said to, we had like campus housing. Um, There was one that was said to be haunted. And like um, one of the girls was sitting at the like kitchen table and her iPod just went from sitting on the table, like it was hit and just thrown across the room. Um, So they had like 
yeah just like a bunch of weird stories like that where the the ghost would like see those ghosts are already getting mad at social media and rectangles <laughs> right they hate the rectangles <laughs> they're anti they that podcast is anti-rectangle um, which is weird because it's, it's very hard to listen to a podcast without a rectangle so it can be done but it's just not easy um so you know when I hear those like I'm like okay I have a person who's had an experience when it's through like an EVP and it's like okay well we didn't hear it at the time but we heard it after on this recording and you know we're getting like frequencies or other like different ways that they um, you know, used to record it. I am more skeptical about that because there's a lot more factors going into it. Like, right. you know, the only factor you have is your eyes and your ears and your brain. Um, but you know, when, when you're using an EVP, you have your eyes, your ears, your brain, and also digital processing, also the, the video processing also, you know, anything else that could go, I've had enough computers crash on me <laughs> mid, <laughs> mid paper that I'm writing at midnight for the next day that I just can't trust computer. I can't trust the rectangles. Um, I'm do going not, to be the anti-rectangle I was going to say, you're going to be the like, ghost. Do not trust the rectangles. It's but I see what, in the future, right? But I see what you're saying, though, is that there's there's more variables. So right, yeah. there's more chances that something can um, taint that, right. like, you know. I have heard EVPs that I was just like, that was definitely something. Some of them sound really right, and I've had real right, and I've had some where it's like, you know, they recorded it and they played it back right there, and they heard it on there right there. And right. to me, I'm like, okay. And I've had others where I'm like, especially if it's a TV show, I don't trust it. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's a TV show. Of course they can do. Well, like, yeah, especially how they do reality TV with the producers. You know? Exactly. You just can't trust anything that happens on, on TV. Right. But I mean, I've had uh, friends who um, ghost hunt or investigate and they've had things like that where it's just, they play it back right there and they hear something and they're like, mm -hmm. oh shit. Um, See, I'm more... I'm more inclined to give that more credit than right. anything that I've read in a news story or something like that. You exactly. Know? And the thing is, is that they will all, they will often have, you know, hits on as an EVP and then it will to me not be anything like, I'm like, that sounds mm -hmm. like it could be a background noise. There's nothing definitive there. And you know, some people get super excited about it because they're like, oh, they said something there. And I'm like, well, maybe they did, but I, it also sounds like a squirrel farted in the background. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I've and that's never what heard I... that. I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Brittany listens to squirrel farts on her free time. Listen to me. Um, I'm, let me just make something perfectly clear. <laughs> I want to make something absolutely fucking perfectly clear at this moment in time. These two already know it. Okay. Um, I I enjoy highbrow humor. I enjoy you know dry humor. I like humor that's really witty. Right. That's like my number one. But what will get me every single fucking time is farts there's Every no time. better humor than potty humor there is no you better humor than farts. i'm so sorry it, you Just, can't i don't care how smart you are you can't beat it and i'm like oh my god i will always forever find farts absolutely hilarious so that is as yeah. a person with severe gi issues yeah <laughs> i mean you gotta i'm into it 
<laughs> it's just potty humor is funny. You're welcome. It, it is. You heard it here first. Um, so <laughs> let's go over some of our personal theories. And by our, I mean mine, because <laughs> I have some theories. <laughs> so, okay. So like some people see them as wisps. Some see, you know, see them as like, you know, you can see through them. Some people see them as like whole people. And like, so I'm trying to like, decide in my brain like okay well why is that how come some people see them differently and like I've talked in another episode about you know maybe it's um you know just like how strong their energy was or how strong the like happening was at the time that left the imprint um but I started thinking about it today and what if because I was like okay you know it's it, not everything in nature is the same you know and mm-hmm. I started thinking about like nature how did like nature happen and how did like we get here was I believe I mean evolution so maybe ghosts can evolve too so like Maybe there's that. And I had an epiphany, so you're welcome <laughs> for this nugget of uh, spiritual epiphany that ghosts evolve to. Um, and I don't know if that's over time the same ghost can evolve or over time, like, descendant ghosts can maybe appear differently. Um, I do think it's more of the, like, energy theory. I mean, that's my strongest theory about ghosts um especially because now i am haunted by a cat are you Um, hearing something lauren you keep moving your i think my dog is asleep on the couch so i can't tell oh we can't hear or not okay okay (laughs) (laughs) no it's a ghost (laughs) ghost snores (laughs) oh that that is the podcast dog lightning that the lightning round is named after yeah i think the energy one definitely yeah makes a lot that's of sense. probably my strongest theory but i started thinking about that evolution theory and i was like you know what might as well put it and make it my personality now i mean um i can see that i can totally see that right? theory being applied yeah so because you know if you're gonna think about it in like the simplest terms a ghost in my my thought theory opinion what have you is a uh soul or person that hasn't crossed over completely and they're stuck on this side air quotes mm-hmm. and um, they need to evolve to go to the other side, another set of air quotes. <laughs> so yeah, you could apply it. Yeah. yeah. I could see that Do you too. Think, well, I, I also had a theory that maybe like the belief in ghosts makes it more or less likely that you would become a ghost like if you are like dead set like ghosts aren't real i don't believe in ghosts then like your soul won't even like try to make you a ghost and then like if you're like i 100 percent believe in ghosts and then you have something really traumatic happen maybe during your death um then you become a ghost maybe because you're more primed for it who knows yeah i feel like yeah i mean i agree Mostly. Yeah. Send in your theories, charmed and alarmed at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say the opposite of that. Cause if like in my thought process, if I which I do believe in ghosts and I was all apt to be like, Okay, I really don't want to be a ghost when I die, then I feel like I would already be thinking that at the time of my death. Therefore I would not choose the likelihood of ghost route. 
Uh, whereas where somebody who doesn't believe in ghosts, if they die, then they wouldn't be apt to think about how there is And they're more the likely to have like unfinished business yeah, to take care of. Yeah, or they'll be less likely to be like, oh, I'm still here and not like put two and two together at first or something. Oh. Yeah, I actually was having this conversation last night with um, one of my partners that um, talking about transitioning and because in my belief, how I think about ghosts is, first of all, I think there's several different types of ghosts. Um, and in one type, it is somebody who has either unfinished business or they chose to stay behind for a certain reason um, or they uh, are stuck in um, their death state. Like maybe they're just really confused about like what happened and they're or um they're afraid of moving on or, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of reasons why people might get stuck. Um, or, and one of them, you know, like I said, even choosing, like maybe somebody's like, Oh, I'm waiting until my partner dies and then we'll go together. Mm -hmm. I know we're going to be fine, but you know, I just want to hang out until they're good. Or, you know, I really want to make sure that, you know, my, um, grandchild ends up, you know, gets to like this certain point and then I'll feel well enough that I can like go on. Mm -hmm. Sure. But I think for the most part, if you see something that's really like uh, spooky, ooky spooky, it's probably somebody who didn't move on for whatever reason. Um, and so I was talking to my partner about this last night and I was like, you know, not to sound extremely egotistical or arrogant because a lot of times I stop myself and I'm like, is this coming from a place from ego? But I think that there are people who I think if you're oh, like at peace when you die, like you're okay with it. Um, or you have a really strong connection with your ancestors and family members and loved ones that have passed a uh, really strong connection with them. Or you have a really strong connection with like your faith or your belief way, whatever that is. I think that makes it easier for you to transition because mm -hmm. even if it is like a sudden or tragic, um, unexpected death, I think that you can definitely have a moment where you're like, holy shit, what happened? And something happened and something's going on. And if you have that really strong connection with people that have passed over or your spiritual posse or team or whatever you want to call it, I think it's easier for you to transition. And I was talking last night and I was like, you know, I have never been afraid of getting stuck here. Even as a kid, it like, so like cemeteries never bothered me because I was like, they're beautiful, number one, and they're very peaceful places. And I don't think many ghosts chill by their yeah. grave. You why know, why would you want, like, why would you if get I were stuck a ghost? There? I would not want to hang around right. an empty cemetery. Like, that's not entertaining. What? Right, right. Or, like, I think that if they did hang around there, it's because maybe one of their loved ones was buried there and it was something mm -hmm. they just couldn't get over. Um, or maybe yeah. like somebody visited them so much there, like, you know, especially like right. older, older times, people would go to the grave to visit their loved ones. So if somebody was coming to visit a lot, then, oh, well, that's where I'm going to see them. Right. So exactly. Short commute. Right. <laughs> like, oh, hello, I guess they'll be like, well, there's a bunch of other ghosts hanging around here. So I guess we'll just uh, <laughs> form a community. We're, we're just having a heckin' ghost party <laughs> over here. <laughs> Okay, here's the deal. We are ghosts, um, <laughs> okay, which okay. you guys don't want to be, so maybe you don't want to be, but um, if we become ghosts, 
we have to do a seance to try to talk to the living as ghosts. Oh, <laughs> uh, right? We, can Wouldn't we that be crazy? Channel we, a living person right? as a dead person? Is that right? allowed? <gasps> Let's break all the rules. Let's break all the rules. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I was talking – I don't think I'm going to have a very difficult time transitioning. I don't think any of my friends are either because they – I mean – you guys don't have a lot of regrets. You have a lot of people you're super connected with. You have a lot of like love in your life. And, you know, I don't think that's going to be much of an issue, honestly. Um, but yeah, I have ran into individuals as a ghost <clears throat> who like are really confused um, or they're... Um, yeah, usually it's just extremely confused. Another one is just like, and the deal is if I'm channeling, I don't really consider like the people coming up to me necessarily ghosts because sometimes mm -hmm. they're like just chilling in an area, but usually they're connected to somebody who's alive. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like uh, if we get into a ghost storytelling segment here, I have quite a few uh spooky ones i can talk about but like yeah so before we get to our spooky ooky stories let's put everyone at ease and tell them how to get rid of their ghosts if they have <laughs> you are not paying rent how dare you <laughs> these ideas come from an article um by jacob rice um eight ways to get rid of some evil spirits so um i just took the ones that i liked the best out of this um, so the first one he suggests, just talk it out, you know, just tell the ghost, explain it to them. Like, Hey, you're spooky. I'm a coward. Um, I want you to leave. Thank you. And you know, some ghosts are really receptive to that. And I feel like, um, that idea is what helped me most. Um, I have, I, I feel, I feel like it's the sleep paralysis really primed me for being like terrified of being you know, ghosts, possession, etc. Um, and, and the I Catholic guilt. And the Catholic guilt. And the Catholic guilt. Um, <laughs> and I watched The Exorcist, um, and that was a bad choice, too. No. So, <laughs> so um, I talked to Brittany one time, and she was like, oh, well, you know, the, the best way to do it is to kind of just, like, assert your spirit and be like, you know, this is my space. I don't want anybody else to be in this space spiritually. And I appreciate it if you leave. And, you know, that really gave me a lot of comfort. And I don't know if it's real or if it works, but it works for me. And that's what I care about. So talk it out. Explain. Um, so this might only work for Catholics, but another suggestion was holy water. Um, so you would have to go into a church um, and then not get burned upon entry, which is what happens to me. And then... <laughs> And then you have to figure out how to get the holy water, which I was always too anxious to even try and figure it out. Somebody else did it for me. Um, but anyway, you would get some holy water on your finger when you get home. You take it in a container, I guess, of some – I don't know if you need like a gas can like you do at the gas station. A gas um, can full of holy water? Yeah, I did can not pay imagine? attention at church. No. I did not pay attention when we were at church, and oh I was God. probably distracting Lauren at the time too. No, you can um, get them in like little plastic bottles. Yeah. Okay, so you get your plastic bottle that Lauren paid attention to, and um, you make a cross on every door in your home, inside, outside, every door, and um, and then you have to pray while you do it, and you have to also believe it. So that is another barrier for me, so I can't use that one. Okay, um, okay, okay. I have to interject because I – well, I can picture 
is a spray bottle full of holy water and the outside of it says bad ghost and if the ghost acts up you're just like but it's a ghost kitty cat and you have to have a little ghost kitty cat picture on it right all i can think of is like if it's a ghost that's being just an asshole and you have your like your bad ghost sprayer like don't make me spray you i will spray you behave like like a water gun ready loaded i feel like that's what i need for my ghost cat now like i don't be that like big cat you're scaring me um so the next like okay so maybe your ghost is in a haunted object so then you just have to get rid of that haunted object which always works in every book and never comes back so um that's generally the experience with haunted objects that everyone's had as you throw it in the trash and then it stays in the trash (laughs) it totally doesn't doesn't return and come back if anything that probably pisses them off more like let's not do that and here's the other thing don't fucking burn it don't burn it because if you burn you're like extra making them well because if you if you burn it then you're you're actually taking away the confine like it's gone (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i fucking you see why i consult britney about this so Uh, yeah a lot of so here's the deal with some certain like objects that does work but usually what you've done is that like so that spirit's contained within that object right Mm -hmm. so if you destroy it through burning it's gone now so now it can do whatever it heck it wants to because yeah, it's not you confined. turn it into smoke and it's like oh great vapors right thanks thanks dude i'm totally into this uh so now mm-hmm. i'm going to like definitely haunt your house because i don't i'm out of jail now so thanks thanks babe like so yeah don't don't do it guys don't burn it don't do it not recommended so then 10, 10, if that do doesn't work if your haunted object comes back um which is heck you need rude. to get a member of a religious organization um, to cleanse your house. So you can invite like a priest or a, I don't know. I, I was raised Catholic, so I only know priests. So there's priests. There's also, um, there's holy people of just about every religion. You get a rabbi. Yeah. Sure. You can, yeah. I mean, if you are Jewish or mom. Yeah. If you're yeah. more inclined towards those religious belief ways then yes for sure but another thing um you can contact your local um indigenous persons elders Mm -hmm. as well especially if you're concerned that this might have something to do with um a native american or native american oriented thing um or like whatever or indigenous to your area yeah whatever whoever's indigenous in your area um if you yourself are not um an indigenous person um you know but i mean there's wise people and healers and um you know authoritative spiritual people in every sort of belief way and religion and all of that so um definitely don't because especially if you don't believe in catholicism or yeah the priest is not coming if you're not if you're not tithing to the church the priest will not come (laughs) well and not only that but i mean a lot of like um evangelical churches and stuff will even come in and do that and it's like well if you don't believe in it then it's unlikely that you getting a person from a religion that you don't believe in is going to work so Um, would it work if the ghost believes in that religion depend yeah it depends because um if that's you how have, you get around it. If you, you have somebody who's a religious tyrant, 
and they died and now they are continuing to be a religious tyrant um yeah either either bringing in somebody who they think is like super scary is super powerful Mm -hmm. and scary um like um i actually read this one story so i don't know if this is true but i read this one story where this person was dealing with an extremely like religious tyrannical ghost in their home and just like 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 making scratch marks on like their children in the sign of a cross extremely rude and just like really awful like awful 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 shit where they were using their belief as like a way to hurt people which i mean we've never heard of that before but <clears throat> anyways that's <laughs> so, never happened so. that never happens so what happened was that they they did try to contact like people of the church and they came in and they did like a cleansing like three different times and it didn't work like nothing happened and so um the person finally contacted their local satanic church and was like hey this is what's going on and they were like oh yeah sure we'll be more than happy to have somebody come out who knows how to do this stuff and take care of it and it took actually like a satanic um I don't know if priest is the word. I don't know the correct word for people that are part of the satanic church. Um, but they came in and it freaked the ghost out so much that like what they were doing to try to hurt this person was having no effect on them. And they left because of it. Like, I don't know if they went to the other side or whatever, but they just vacated the premises because this person was like, this is a house of Satan. You uh, have no power over me. Um, I have, you know, like, and, or whatever, you know, but it was just this, this super religious tyrannical ghost was like, why isn't this working on this person? And they're like, oh my God, you know, the devil is too strong here or whatever. And so they fucking left. Whatever so, works. I say yeah. get whoever works. So I would say it just depends on the person, like not yeah. only the person who's living there, but also who the ghost is you know so yeah that was a crazy story that i i thought was actually really quite funny talk about irony right (laughs) (laughs) um so this kind of goes back to what Brittany was saying um if you if think smudging might help so like burning um incense or herbs or something like that um you know go ahead i was gonna say i'm i must interject here because I know that our uh, listeners are going to say something about smudging. So smudging is a sacred practice to um, certain indigenous peoples. And I believe it's mainly Northern, Central, and South American uh, indigenous persons. I could be wrong. Please Please, you know, do your own Writing research on that. Corrections, and we'll do a corrections. Uh, right, exactly. Vote on the next one. So, because we, I mean, we want to get our stuff right too. Right. So, with smudging, um, there is an argument with both uh, the indigenous populations and people who are not that smudging can only be done by certain persons. And that if you're not part of that group, then you cannot smudge and you should not smudge um other people in both factions say that it is merely a tool 
And if you have the proper um, instructions, then you can do it. So there's also a lot of um, argument about like whether using sage is actually something you should or you shouldn't do. Um, white sage is actually a really um, big issue because it is an indigenous sort of way to cleanse a home. And some people are arguing about it being gentrified by, you know, white women in a health shop that's like, oh, yes, here, take this white sage and do this. And it's like, okay, you know, you don't know if they're indigenous or not because indigenous people come in all shapes colors and sizes but there's a lot of it's it's a really sticky place it's super super sticky so my suggestion yeah. to, to listeners is do your research talk to people who are actually of that group um of whatever tool that you're interested in using or you have an inclination towards using um and really just kind of know exactly what you're doing my suggestion to that is if you're unsure, it is best to burn herbs that maybe you have grown yourself or a family member has grown themselves. Um, I have a tendency to like to burn lavender because lavender has a very um, calming effect. It's also very purifying. Um, it smells good. And um, it also isn't like a everybody get the fuck out type of thing. It's more like, you know, what... The stuff that needs to like shoo, shoo, and everything so else. I that's was like... going to ask you about this because a long time ago I asked mm -hmm. you about like, um, because I was concerned. I have a family member that I'm estranged with, and then mm -hmm. whenever they do pass, I was like, well, should I like sage it? Because I don't want to be haunted by them because they're um pretty clingy. Mm -hmm. And um, you told me to um. You said something about vanilla. It was a long mm -hmm. time ago, and that's all I remember. And I think you said lavender. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to ask you about that during this. So what I have I have experienced personally um, is that if you're – so sage is really harsh as far as like in, in my own personal experience here. And this was before um, I really had any realization that what I could be doing could be encroaching on other people's religion that I didn't have. An appropriation. Or, yeah. Right, an appropriation. Um, and so I found that Sage had a tendency to really scrub stuff clean. And it had a tendency to possibly get rid of things that weren't bothering anybody wasn't an issue and you know suddenly they're like being displaced um and this is not just including like like ghosts i'm talking about all kinds of different spirits so like you've got house spirits and you have like elementals and you have fae and you have all kinds of stuff that like is chilling and then suddenly they're like what is happening like i'm being pushed out of somewhere without any sort of like and we know we don't mess with the fae yeah we don't mess with don't. the fae <laughs> You don't, don't do it. Them. So that's why I suggest lavender because lavender, um, in my experience, has been a more chill version of that. Um, and then vanilla is a very neutralizing scent. So um, boys and girls uh, and they babies out there who are listening, if you decide that you want to cleanse your home, which is totally fine, once you cleanse your home, it is very, very important for you to do something 
calming or relaxing or joyful afterwards because you have created a space. You have removed something and now there's a space, right? There's an empty space. And nature wants to fill a vacuum. So that is the opportune time to decide what vibes you want to put out into that space. So So, like maybe don't watch Attack on Titan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe don't do that. Like like so so I like to I like to light um something that I'm like, oh this smells really good and then like I'll um maybe make something or bake something while listening to some awesome music or I'll watch a movie or I'll invite a friend over and we'll have, you know, a good time. And that way I'm filling that space with um the vibes that I want personally. Um, so that is my suggestion. If you're going to cleanse your home, um, do your research, deep dive into that research, listen to your intuition. And well, and, and I do think that it's important to, um, when it comes to cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. look at who is getting the money from your transaction. Yes. So who does you know, it benefit? If you're going to go buy an outfit from spirit halloween for a halloween costume like and that you know appropriates a culture as well like nobody's benefiting from that except for capitalism right but you know if you're going to talk to your local community members and um you know find out history behind what you're doing and and look into the culture that you're um, you know, trying to experience because I do feel like, you know, especially with the eclectic paganism sort of thing we're doing, you know, pulling from other cultures isn't necessarily bad to begin right. with if you're doing it in the right way. And right. I say this as a extremely pale white woman. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, don't, don't take my word on it. Like if somebody tells you not to do it, if somebody in your community is saying what you're doing is, is harmful to me and my community, then say like, great, what's a way that I can practice this in a way that's not harmful. Right. Um, like, and go from there. And that's a really, it's a really great opportunity to invest and research your own ancestry and mm-hmm. picking up folk magic from like where you come from. And like where your bloodline comes from and like what resonates with you and finding things where you're like, okay, well, let me, let me try this and see how this feels. Um, you know, nothing wrong yeah. with that. You know, take, take that time and take advantage of that. Yeah. So the last one I pulled from that article um, was to burn candles. They suggested a white candle um, to signify like purity and deities and such. I feel like any candle that has a nice scent should work um, because, like, <laughs> you know, it's a good smelling candle, man. Um, I personally don't burn anything in my home uh, because I have two cats with asthma and I care more about them than I do my spiritual well-being. no candles no incense i'm sorry all i can think of is like you're like i you're you know you are for you are like asserting yourself into your home and being like i i cast thee out you heckin ghost and the candle that you have is like brownie batter <laughs> Which, just just a brownie batter like scentsy with a light bulb underneath oh my God, so, right. it doesn't, <laughs> so it doesn't cause any like smoke right i'm gonna need you to fuck off with my brownie batter scentsy yeah. like <laughs> i know that it's brown and not white but you know what it'll work 
Um, you know, use what you have. Don't buy new. You don't have to buy new. That's just supporting capitalism. And it's that's what the ghost wants. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Ghosts, ghosts so, against capitalism. <laughs> um, so now we're going to discuss a little bit about our personal experiences. And I'll go first because I have the least amount of experiences. And as we all know... <laughs> I'm being haunted by a cat and I love her and I will never be unhappy about it. So she can do all the spooky shit she wants. Um, So basically um, I didn't really have a lot of ghosty experiences growing up. Um, And I think part of that is because um, like I was already dealing with a lot of um, sleep paralysis stuff, like from a very young age. So I feel like ghosts were just like, you know what? she's dealing with enough (laughs) she's okay she doesn't need us she's scared enough right what did you experience when you would have an episode Um, so it's when i was younger it was the very classic like shadow man coming at me from my doorway i couldn't move i couldn't i felt like i couldn't breathe Mm -hmm. and i felt like he was pushing down on my chest Mm -hmm. um and that would happen i don't know it felt like solid minutes i don't know how long it was i mean i was like six right seven eight nine ten um and it happened all the way through high school and then like i mean it all it happened through college too and then um it happened like when there was a lot of change it would happen more um Mm. so like the transition to uh the dorms and then um we moved after college pretty far away from where we were living before and it would happen a lot then now when it happens because i have like a more of an understanding of what it is and i can kind of rationalize it when it happens right um so instead of the shadow scary man i literally see my husband like coming into the doorway and being like shelby we have a lot of chores to do today oh my god Um, and it's like like that's 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 the scariest thing my brain can think of is like um adult adult things like chores like shelby you're responsible now (laughs) shelby we have responsibilities we need to do the cat boxes they deserve a clean space way scarier Um, than a shadow man way yeah way terrifying (laughs) um and so and then like i know that it's happening um so then I like, I'm like, okay, well, I know this is just like a sleep paralysis loop and it'll end. And I know that like, I feel like I can't breathe, but I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot less scary now that I, but I didn't know what it was until I was like almost in college. So, well, yeah, um, that's terrifying. Like, no especially as like a small child, right? yeah. it was extremely terrifying. So the ghosts were like, you know what? We don't need to. Um, And I think that's why I didn't get haunted until I was in my 30s. Fair. And now it's a nice little kitty cat. But I, okay, (laughs) so I I had COVID a few weeks ago. Um, Zero out of 10, cannot recommend. Don't get it. Wear your mask. Um, To be fair, I did get it while wearing a mask and I boosted (laughs) and everything. So it's like, do whatever you can. Um, (laughs) But I had such, I had like really bad insomnia during my COVID stint. Mm -hmm. And um, during that, like I would wake up like right at 3am and I used to get like terrified when I would wake up at 3am because like the witching hour and blah, 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 blah. So, but when I had COVID, I like woke up and I was like, I don't know, just, you have like a lot of weird COVID dreams. And for some reason, my brain was like, 
it's the witching hour, but why don't you like that? Because like all of the witches will protect you. And I was like, why have I never fucking thought of that before? <laughs> <laughs> it took me 30 years to be like, witching hour is okay because the witches protect you, dumbass. Um, so anyway, COVID um, fixed 3 a.m. for me too. But then like, okay, so I don't know what this is. It's probably just like me waking up from a dream. See, it's always me like rationalizing what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but And it probably has something to do with the same part of my brain that does the sleep paralysis. But um, sometimes I'll wake up like hearing someone talk in my ear. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually it's just like a word or two and I get like a little freaked out, but then I like talk myself down because it's like, oh, it's a remnant of my dream. The other night I woke Mm -hmm. up at 3 Uh a.m. and it was growling. And I was like, this is A, new. B, I already had my witching hour epiphany and this isn't great. (laughs) <laughs> um, cause that's going against that. And, um, where are my witches? Um, so anyway, I'm still rationalizing it as, uh, it's just my dreams. Um, feel free to find a spin to put on that to make it better. What kind of growling was it? It, it was like a dog, like a wolf dog sort of growl. Like, so like a canine kind of deeper sort of yeah, growl? Yeah, I knew it was in my heart. It was like a dog or a wolf or my first thought was hellhound now i'm like trying to talk myself out of it yeah um well but hellhounds only come for people who are supposed to be in hell like there's they're like hellhounds certainly isn't big cat they're not coming for big cat no they're not coming for big cat um yeah um she was she was my goddess for a while after i stopped being very religious like i filled the void um with my big cat religion so I mean, I love that. I love that for you. I support it. 10-10. Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting that your very first thought was Hellhound. Right? Because... And I don't like that, that that's what my first thought was, but also was I was your, raised Catholic. So. What was your very first image that you thought in your head when you thought Hellhound or dog or wolf? Like what the popped growling, into your head? Like the teeth... we had some technical difficulties um but Brittany was asking me um what was the first image i saw and it was like the teeth like the bearing of the teeth okay like so you didn't get an image of the actual dog in your no, head no just the teeth hmm that's interesting because even if like um so even if you were waking up from a dream and you were having an auditory um, and i don't think i was dreaming about anything related to a dog though like it was very unrelated. Yeah. Huh. Listeners, please yeah. uh, email your suggestions at charmedandalarmed@gmail.com. Best suggestion will win a response from me. Thank you. <laughs> the highest of uh, in honor of a podcast with um, zero subscribers <laughs> so far. Um, you'll get this. To be fair, we're releasing all of these on day one. Um, but you'll get a response from me as uh, very high price. Okay. So now for the cool spooky stories, cause you guys got some bone chilling, just real ghost stories that blow anything. My brain is done out of the water. So I think I should go because Brittany probably has the more up to date. Mine are more in my like childhood. Yeah. They're still cool. You should so. still tell them. Yeah. As I sip my coffee. I feel like 
I was gonna say, I feel like we could probably have like a whole nother podcast just devoted right. to all of Britney's fucking ghost stories. Like ghost yeah. stories with Britney. Yeah. Like, that'll be our Patreon actually, exclusive. So actually, yeah. Ooh, Ooh, yeah, that could have like candles yeah. in the background in the dark. Of, like yeah. ghost stories with Britney. Hello, welcome. Sorry. <clears throat> Anyways, continue, Lauren. Sorry. <laughs> so mine are predominantly I mean, yeah, basically. From my early childhood, when I was like four or five, my family was in between like moving from our previous house and my parents were building a new house. So we had a rental house and this rental house was like in the middle of town and there was like probably eight other eight other houses near it. But then if you go a little bit down the road was the old Catholic church and cemetery. I'm sure Shelby knows this because that, you know, that's where like all the Catholics back in our childhood would uh, go for funerals yeah. and you, you just had your plot there. You were ready to go. So we lived in, we moved into this house and on the first day we were there, I remember my mom asking me if, and my brother and I shared a bedroom asking me if we wanted the basement or if we wanted one of the tinier rooms upstairs. So then I went, I walked down to the basement and it, it had like the awful 1970s carpeted, like oh God. stairs and like the whole basement was carpeted. So I remember that texturally walking down and I get to like the first to last step and I just start seeing red and I felt like, I felt terrified and I'd get goosebumps and I like remember just being like scared out of my wits and I was like, no. And I ran back upstairs and usually was your mom with you? Yeah. She was in the basement, like trying to show me. And I was just like, no. So the, so she was farther in the basement than you were. Even. Yeah. So the whole time we lived at this house, which was only for like two years, my parents, before we moved into this house, I slept with them. Like we mm -hmm. bed shared because I did not like sleeping by myself. Mm -hmm. And I had an infant brother. And yeah, that's no fun to be around. <laughs> you know, Fair, yeah. So the whole time we were in this house, I did not bed share at all. Like, I would not go down there. I would not bother them. I would yell for help. I'd yell, I wouldn't go downstairs. Like, the basement was off limits. It was a, a no-go zone for me. Yes. <laughs> I was just terrified out of my wits. So that was the first of those. And then throughout the the two years that we were there I have a couple of stories I remember since my brother and I shared a room we had a trundle bed and I had the basic bed part and my brother would share the pullout part so I remember one night waking up and I'm looking at my brother and I see like these three shadowy like kind of hazy figures but they had red eyes and oh, they no, were just like surrounding him. No, thank you. At like the <laughs> corner of the trundle bed where his head was staring at him. And like, I just froze in fear because like red eyes, like, um, no, thank you. And I just remember like being frozen in fear. And I just stood there and or sat there, laid there, laid there. And I just pretend to not be awake mm -hmm. and pretended like I was asleep. And I didn't move an inch. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Now, do you know if your brother was awake? Oh, no. He was asleep. And when I bring this story up to him, like, he's just like, no, that's nothing. And he's, he's like, on the opposite end of the spectrum right. that I am when it comes to spirituality and, like, 
new agey stuff. And like, yes, he's still very much like a traditional Catholic. <laughs> so really, so this is his number one podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. His, his favorite. favorite podcast. Oh, yeah. So you're welcome. That was the first other than getting that that fear and that red feeling and sensation from the basement. And then the That's second crazy. time, the second time, and I eventually just went back to sleep. And when I woke up, it was daylight and I didn't see them. Mm. And I didn't see them like at all for the remainder of those two years. So the second time, my um, my mom's mom, my grandma was over and she was sleeping on the couch, I think because it was probably firmer than the guest bed we had in the other mm. bedroom. And she's this very short, tiny gal. So she probably did that for convenience for herself getting up and down too. Um, so you had to leave the bedroom to get to the bathroom and I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So I remember getting up and I walk out into the hallway and when you walk in the hallway, the living room's right there when there's the couch and I'm seeing the back of the couch. Mm-hmm. Well, above her are these three like white wispy things going around her in a circle but here's the thing on this one i was just like oh those are angels i'm fine like that was my yeah they're white aside like the the black guys sound scarier because black is like scary it's associated with white is like light you know and that's like well like especially in our like catholic upbringing like i wasn't scared at all Mm. i just looked at them i was like oh those are angels i'm fine and i went to the bathroom and then i went back to bed and I thought nothing of it. Like, I wasn't scared or anything. I was just, like, mm-hmm. I was just a witness to that situation. Like, I was fine with that. And then the third time, which was probably... Did you ever get to ask your grandma about it? No, I know. No, I never did. And, of mm-hmm. course, she's passed. Would she have been kind of receptive yeah. to it or no, you think? You know, I didn't know much about that grandma, so... Maybe, possibly. And it also sounds like in that instance, like you were listening to your intuition where like you just knew that it was like, oh, those aren't anything dangerous. And it was just like, oh, yeah, that's what that is. And so I almost feel like maybe in your child brain, you just didn't even like register that it was something that you needed to even talk about. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I also, though. I remember being told when I was little, when I first had that like gut sensation of the basement and then mm-hmm. seeing those black figures, I would tell my mom or my my dad's grandma or mom, my other grandma about it because I would be, she'd usually babysit us. Right. And they'd be like, oh, ghosts are not, they're not a thing. They're not a thing. Like you're not seeing anything. It's just your imagination. So then so, you get told all these things aren't real. And then you're like. Right. They they invalidate you because it's. Oh. Oh, no. Lauren, come back. We've lost Lauren. The ghost got her. It's, I'm telling you, the ghosts are in her house. I'm telling that's you, the what, ghosts are in her the house. Ghosts the, ghost the ghost got you. We went away. The ghost got you again. Yeah. You're we're back. like, the ghost got Lauren. <laughs> Okay. Yay, I'm back. Okay. Yeah. So you're so talking about getting they... gaslit about your Yeah, being invalidated. Oh, which they were yeah. yeah, they weren't yeah. they weren't doing it on purpose. And you know, that's kind of you know, yeah, as adults, you're kind of ta- told to say that. And it was the nineties. Everything was different back then. You know, I I don't blame your parents for doing that, but they also I don't think they ever had many ghost experiences either, but I think they've become way more open to like open-minded to, to more spiritual right. concepts and 
other thoughts and theories as they get older. So the the one that's probably the creepiest out of like all the stories from this house is um, my parents were going on a anniversary trip for a week. And I remember telling like begging and pleading them not to go. And um, they went anyways, which is fine. I totally get it. I have a kid myself now. So grandma came over and she was sleeping with like spending that time with us. And I remember wanting to sleep in the bedroom with her. Your dad's mom, Probably felt more Mm -hmm. safe. Yeah. Yeah. In the guest room, which was right across the hallway from my brother and I's room. So we're sharing the bed. And I remember waking up really early in the morning because I could see light out. And I turn over and I'm on the right side of the bed. And I turn over and I look up and there's this like adult male that looks like a clown meets like a western get up cowboy get up none of this but is sounding good like not. it started at adult male and went down absolutely not. way faster than yeah. i was expecting absolutely not but he he is all monochromatic he is all gray. Oh, even worse and like and he's just staring at me and at my grandma and i'm just like and like he registers that oh, I'm no. looking at him no. and he looks at me and then that's when I like tucked under the cover and I start mm-hmm. poking my grandma and I'm like poking her waking her up now side and note this is the spooky right yeah now side note and this adds some humor this is when I realized my grandma slept naked underneath her nightgown <laughs> 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 because I never went under the covers to like you know and it all right. bunched up anyways so I could care less at that moment about that right. I was just trying to wake her up and like so I started pinching her and so she woke up pissed off and she's like what is it Lauren and and I'm just like grandma there's this creepy guy that's staring at us on my side of the bed can you can you look like tell me something mm-hmm. and she looks and she's like there's no one there go back to sleep because it had to be like five o'clock or something right so I'm like Okay, you're just imagining this. You've been told this isn't a real thing. You're just imagining this. So then I peek out slowly on the right side of the bed to see if he's there. And I'm like, I don't see anything. You know, I I would be looking at like the midway section by now. Right. I'm peeking and slowly making more and more visibility to my my right side of the bed and then it's not there so then I relax and I just turn over and he's on my grandma's side of the bed <gasps> staring at her no, no, absolutely no. not and no, then no, that's no, no, when no, I no, like no, 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 no. yeah I just went back under the covers and I just closed my eyes shut and I probably started saying the Hail Mary or Our Father or something or praying basically what a five year old would do so and eventually they went away because the, the next time I looked they weren't there but yeah, that's the creepiest of it. See, and I've already heard this story, and it still like makes me go, "Oh my god!" No. Like I can remember it no. vividly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. not. No, I mean it's the perfect scene from a horror movie right. where it's just like, you know, they're in the mirror, and then you turn around, and they're not there, and then you turn back around, and they're right next, and they're like, like you, ah. and you're like, "Yeah, no, 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 no. no. yeah." No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, I don't like that um, for you in your formative years. Yes. Uh, no, That's thank not you. not nice. No, thank you. 
Absolutely um, not. So, so did they? Did these experiences stop happening after you moved out of that particular house? Yes. So I mm, didn't have okay. any more like ghost stories until. I mean, I still don't technically have ghost stories because I. Well, because and your parents were building a new house, right? It was you a, said it was a brand new, and house, that was the yeah. big white one. Yeah, so that was a brand new mm-hmm. house, and then you moved in. When you moved again, that was like a new house that hadn't yeah, been lived in before, Yeah, we had always right? lived in uh, – they always bought houses, and we moved into new houses. And then right. yeah. we would have, like, intermediate rental houses. Right. Yeah. That's But, yeah, that's it was crazy. just that so house. So I wonder if it's because there wasn't a chance for your, um, your other houses because nobody lived in them before, which now is really – making building a house sound great <laughs> yeah well he i have a caveat to that though because if something happened on the mm. land yeah that's right it yeah. can happen too but i mean like yeah well apparently we have a statistics that it's rarer <laughs> right so yeah definitely these, for sure it's much rarer rare these anecdotal statistics from when lauren was four yeah yep but like Infallible. i haven't had any other <laughs> ghost like experiences i would say that's that's it on the ghost like experiences i'm trying to say if we should save my other stories for like another related podcast yeah save them save them (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. so just don't forget them write them down put them in a drive yeah don't (laughs) don't pull a britney where you delete it out of your brain accidentally because you needed more room for something else yeah Okay, Brittany, tell us some of your spooky ooky stories. Okay, so um, I have at least two that I want to talk about. Um, and they're definitely more recent. So um, so this was last year or the year before. Might have been the year before. Um I was with um, my partner and we were visiting his family um, in like his hometown. Right. And so his, uh, his like uh, family, his brothers and his, uh, their friends, like their old, their friends from since, you know, childhood and stuff. um, were like, let's go to this microbrewery out here and like, you know, have a good time. And it was a great night. We had a really great evening. Um, nothing, nothing weird, nothing, nothing at all like that. And so, you know, it's the end of the night and we're going to, we're getting ready to go back to like our hotel and we come outside and we're walking down the street and it's pretty late. Like it's like midnight 30 or something like that. And like the brewery was closing cause they closed at like one or something. So Everything else had pretty much closed at 11. And so it was kind of a deserted, dark downtown area. And I I didn't so much see him at first as I got like a, a radar, like a ping come up. Like I'm like, something is behind me. And so I looked down the street and there is this, and it's a man, um, but he's all shadow. And he's kind of stumbling around. And he's pretty far off, I should also mention. He wasn't, like, right behind me. Um, He was pretty far off, but he was, like, stumbling in the street. And at first, guys, I thought I was looking at an actual dude. Like, I was seeing him with my... Like a drunk person. Yeah, like, I was seeing him with my physical eyeballs. And I was like, Mm -hmm. dude, I was like, that guy is fucked up. You know, I was like, that guy schnockered out of his freaking mind, you know. 
But the more I look at him, the more I realize he's not moving right. And I was like, the fuck am I looking at? And so, like, I kept kind of peeking behind me and, like, seeing if he was following us or something like that. And then I started getting info about him. So sometimes when I channel, I have to, like, open up, like, radio, like, turn on the radio. But it's always kind of on, at least a little bit. And so I started getting info about this dude. And the first thing I got, I picked up from him was that he was dead and he had died from an alcohol-related incident and that he himself was an alcoholic and a massive, massive addiction to alcohol. Didn't get a time frame of whenever he was alive and when he died. Um, All I knew was that he was an alcoholic. He died because of it or an incident related to it. And um, why do I feel weirdly comforted that you're like getting this information? I have no idea. <laughs> I know because it was I not comforting like to more me. More comfortable, like like knowing, like okay, this man, you know, was dealing with some stuff in life. Yeah, dealing with addiction. It doesn't fighting. It doesn't get better though. It <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, I'm gonna hold on to this feeling. Thank that's you. That's fine. That's fair. Um, so he died from an alcohol related incident. He didn't know he was dead. He felt he was still drunk. He was still extremely intoxicated. And he was not aware that he was dead. And but he was just still seeking more of that feeling of being drunk, of that alcohol. And so he had discovered, because he was drunk out of his fucking mind, that he could make himself more drunk by like jumping into people and making them want to drink like more into people success in like possession yeah or jumping like through them like so like almost like possession it was it's jumping because the person is still aware of themselves like they're they don't they haven't lost themselves but he was good at finding people who were also alcoholics or had an addiction of some sort and like kind of just like shifting into them and getting more alcohol and causing them to want more alcohol and drink way more than they were expecting or like really kind of not being able to say no to that and he so he would get more drunk and more drunk and in his I'm really happy that I am not his prime target exactly and that's the thing I'm not a good candidate and he just would like and in his mind in his drunken state he didn't realize he was dead he was just like oh cool i can make people get me more drinks get me more alcohol and the problem with this is that not only did it suck because it's like dude you died you need to sober up yeah and and move on but he was causing harm to other people because i was told that he had actually caused alcohol-related deaths fall off, because yeah fall off the wagon right and actually causing more alcohol-related deaths because of influencing them to drink more and so you know it was just i was like okay why am i getting all this information and they're like because you want to make sure that he doesn't know that you are aware of him and i was like oh okay they're like turn around keep walking don't look at him don't anything and i was like okay I will keep doing that. I hate that. And right. I was like, and, but they were like, we're making. Why do I hate and that? And they're like, we're making you aware that there's danger. 
And now, mind you, I got all this information in like 10 seconds. Like, it was just like, boom, now I know all this shit. And I was like, okay, that's great. And so it was just crazy because it was something where it was like, you know, he couldn't really shift into people that weren't at the same vibe as him. Like, if they weren't mm-hmm. in the same energy as him, like, I definitely was tipsy. Like, I had gotten drunk. Mm-hmm. Our friends had gotten drunk, you know, and they had called Ubers. And, you know, I had my designated driver. We were safe, you know, everything like that. We had a good time. You know, we had delicious, greasy bar food that was awesome. And, you know, it was wonderful. And they were just, because I kept f- feeling this entity and the really gross thing about him really truly was that like he was becoming something else oh no i don't care yeah he was becoming something else you mean he was evolving yeah but the way you don't want them to (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) oh no so yeah he was because i'm being hurt by my own theories But yeah, he was becoming something else. He was becoming something that, I mean, in layman's terms, we would call dark. Um, Because he was feeding, he was, he wanted more and more and more and it was never enough. And so he was feeding and he didn't care how he was getting it. And he didn't care that people were getting hurt or dying or having like physical problems or anything like that. He was just like, I'm just getting my fix. And that's it. I don't like this. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And we have been back to, you know, his hometown many times after that. And I haven't encountered him again. Thank God. But um, I've seen other things there just because it's a really old town and it's very um, historic and has a lot of like really historic um, monuments and things like that. So that was that dude. That was that experience. Um, Yeah, that was quite interesting. Um, See, this is why they know I can't. (laughs) You know, they'd be like, turn around and I'd be like, "Uh, sir, sir, are you okay? (laughs) Well, I was about, do you need any help? Well, that's the thing. Okay, so that's like our third or fourth like interruption, right? Tonight? Yeah. So isn't that odd? I went back to. Yeah, I know what town that that scary man came to and it's mine (laughs) um Um, he's like i'll show you your vibes lady where's your alcohol there's no alcohol in here (laughs) the fuck is wrong with you yeah so um my next story i call the grabby hands um so i went to a haunted winery and i uh really it's is it the one that we went to mm-hmm. that time it's the same one okay mystery mystery ooh, spot ooh, if you guys can find it please don't tell anybody yeah shut up about it don't tell anybody <laughs> we're not we're not trying to triangulate where we're at we're we're a little anonymous so if you figure it out don't tell anybody. yeah thank if you, you yeah you get, thank you, you win you win the prize you win the prize of, of figuring it the out the only one who gets to know yep so yep. so shushing your mouth anyways um so uh i went to this haunted winery um with my other best friend, Devin, and we were walking around and, um, there were several buildings that were being worked on. Um, they were being like refurbished and stuff like that. Um, because it's an old historic, um, set of buildings. And so, um, they highly encourage you to get your glass of wine and to roam and roam and look at all the buildings and stuff like that. I just realized which one this was. Yes. It's one I know. Yes. It's one you know. <laughs> 
So we're walking around. It hit me. You yeah. Guys. It was, so we're walking around and I'm drinking my wine, you know. And at that time, people could go in the buildings. They can't now because it's a liability. But at the time, they could. Um, and so, you know, people were going in and they were exploring the, the buildings and like taking pictures and all kinds of stuff. So I have my wine. Walking around. I'm vibing. I'm having a good time. You know, I'm like, mm, I'm hungry. I can't wait till we go to dinner. And as I walk past, um, there are these windows that open up to like the sub level um, of the building. So like, you know, it's not really, it's not completely underground, but it's a basement and the windows open up and they open up to like the ground level. The little tiny windows. Yeah, like the little tiny windows. Right, that you see on the ground. Right, yeah. exactly. And so as I'm walking by, I saw a, a man's hand come out and swipe at my ankle. And I was like, blah, blah, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, very funny, you know, to that person. And I was wanting to like, you know, and I was like, I was going to go in there and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't do that. You're going to trip somebody and it's going to be a big issue. Right. So I looked down there to like, you know finger shake at this person and reprimand them and the window is shut and there's glass in the window there is no way anybody could have opened and shut that window in like the five seconds that that happened and also it's so old it would have made noise. right it was so old it would have made noise um we actually inspected the window and the window didn't even open so I, I was I like, I would not have gone that far. I would have been like, well, cause I was like, we're not, we're not going to know. Well, because that's the thing. I was like, what the fuck? You know? And my very first thought was somebody screwing with me. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, this is not cool. Um, and as a Capricorn woman, I was like, I'm going to tell them how I feel and give them a piece of my mind. How, how dare you? You know? But whenever we were looking, I was just like, cause Devin heard me go, ah, and she turned around. She's like, "Well, what?" And I was like, "Some, I was like, oh, some asshole is trying to trip me." And ha ha, you're so funny, dickwad, you know, and stuff like that. And then the window's not even fucking open. It can't open, and the windows are too far apart for it to have been like. I mean, they were like 10, 12 feet apart, so it's not like it was a different window. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, "Oh, okay, somebody does not want us here." And I was like, I will respect your wishes, Monsieur Grabby Hens, and be on my way. Um, so, yeah, that was that was really freaky. Um, yeah. Well, I bet he uh, really appreciated that they changed the rules that people can't go in there. Yeah. And, and, you know, and honestly, it was just it was really dangerous. A lot of the buildings are yeah. very dilapidated, uh, d- dilapidated 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 is it with a d dilapidated okay email us your comments (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to it eventually (laughs) i never professed to be uh you know a a correctly speaking person i am doing the best i can first with dilapidated or dilapidated (laughs) yeah one of them Proof of like the first time it was used, first pronunciation, mm-hmm. um, you'll get a response from me. Yes, yes. <laughs> I want the uh, the historical language or the language history I need of the that. etymology. Etymology, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Um, and Lauren's gone. Lauren has once again disappeared. Oh, the freaking go- this was this was a bad episode. The freaking ghost to to do. No, they don't want us. It was the best episode. This is the best way to do it. Lauren, you were gone. Did you know? Did you? 
Yeah, I did know. The, the ghost <laughs> took you. Yeah. Lauren, the ghosts. The We've ghosts never don't had want... any issues right, until... on any of the other podcasts. Yeah. And then now and, we're talking about and, ghosts. And, and it's she... like all the technical issues and she are keeps... occurring right now. And it's on. All... I'm so frustrated. Like, it's been on my end. It's been on her yeah, end. Yeah, she keeps slipping into the so... ether. And we're like, bye, Lauren. Oh, she's back. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to think of it because I had a third story. Um, that. Uh, Oh, yes, here it was. Okay, so this was one when I was younger, about 14. So when my mom's mom died, um, her favorite song was Furry Elise. She absolutely loved that song. And so suddenly, after she died, not long afterwards, um, we had so we had a really old desktop computer, right? With the big, huge tower on the side, dial-up internet, the the beast of a computer that was just, you know, sitting there. And um, we had speakers, uh, but we always turned them off when we weren't on the computer. That was one of the rules. If you're not on the computer, you need to turn the speakers off. Um, unless we were, like, listening to a CD or something like that. So um, the speakers were usually off. And so one night we're all sitting there together um, and suddenly we start hearing Furry Elise being played, but it sounds like it's on like a keyboard or something like that. And we're like, what is, and we realize it's coming from the computer. So my mom is like, how is that playing through there? And so we are turning, turning on and off the speakers. We're turning them down. We are unplugging the speakers and it's still making this noise. And we realize that it's coming from the tower itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that sound was coming from the tower itself and it sounded like, I mean, I can't describe it. Like it was definitely not a piano or anything like that. It was definitely like a nee, 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 like computer, like night, like, early 2000s computer sound and coming straight from the fucking tower right and so we're like how is this even possible and at first we're like that that's just really strange you know and so my mom of course was like it's my mom and she's coming to tell us that she's with us and everything like that and now i i shall impart um something that lauren and shelby both know um but i am a chicken shit (laughs) Everything used to scare the freak out of me. Everything did. Even playing light as a feather, stiff as a board scared the shit out of me. I was scared of everything. Literally everything. Until, you know, I... That's why we were friends. Yeah, until (laughs) we're all scared. Um, But yeah, you know, once I got older and I started really getting in touch with, like, what I actually believed in and stuff, those things no longer became frightening. Um, So one night, my sister is at work. At, you know, the local, like, mom and pop shop down the road. And my mom is hanging out with her friends, not at home. So I'm home by myself, which was my absolute least favorite. I hated being home by myself, especially when it was dark. So I would do what any kid does at that time. And every single light is turned on in the house. Every single one. There is no darkness anywhere. Anywhere. And so I'm... Uh, I think I was listening to like my Lord of the Rings soundtrack or something like that because I was super into Lord of the Rings. Um, and the computer's off, turned off completely, right? Because my mom was like, I don't want you on the computer while I'm gone because the phone line needs to stay open. 
And for you kids out there who don't (laughs) remember this, when you had dial-up internet, your landline uh, had a busy signal. Nobody could call you because you were on the internet. So my mm-hmm. mom was like, I don't want you to be on the internet while back in my day back in my the internet through the phone. In 2003. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, she was like, I don't want you to tie up the line. I want the phone to be open in case something happens. And I was like, okay, fine. So I was entertaining myself by other means. And the tower starts playing for Elise. No. Yeah. Grandpa, this no. isn't helping. No. no. And I not helping. I freak the fuck out, guys. I'm like looking at it and just completely like this can't be happening. This this can't be happening. And then I was like, it's unplugged. Like it's not plugged in. This can't be happening. And there was like there wasn't a music box in there. There wasn't any and it didn't even sound like a music box. It sounded like a weird like a computer. Like a computer. And so I'm going uh-uh nope Mm-mm. and right. so i say out loud because i'm scared i'm like stop it this scares me and it stops playing <laughs> immediately it stops playing <laughs> absolutely not oh my god and so that scared me even fucking bored <laughs> I was like, yep and so i ran into it's sentient and i don't like yep, it i ran into my mom's room and locked the door i was like nope I'm not oh. coming up. Oh, my go-to was the bathroom. I would lock myself in the bathroom. Oh, no. See, my – Downstairs. Because it had a lock that would, like – you had to, like phys- – it was, like, you physically turned a block of wood. Nice. Okay. Lock it. Okay. Yeah. And that's – I liked that bathroom. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. My mom's room was our my safe space. Nice. So, uh, oh, my God, Lauren, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Sorry, my dog. It's, it's the ghost. It's the moaning. It's the ghost. It's the, it's the ghost. It's so yeah. Well, like, okay. Well, let's do our lightning round before. Oh, and the ghost got us. Lauren, ghost got Lauren again. Lauren left again. She the ghost got she did us. say her surface is getting really hot, so that might be it. It's ghosts. It's ghosts. It's ghosts. turning, making her surface really hot. Ghost got you again. The ghost. The ghosts are like the very warm ghost. Got the you. really warm. No, this Wait. ghost doesn't like the big. Doesn't like no. the big rectangle. We already we already talked about it's this. Like a large yeah. rectangle. It's like now this other girls got this okay. tiny rectangle. We should probably do. That's literally that's literally what like. she was yeah. saying. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so favorite ghost media personality. One of you go first because even though I made this up, I didn't. I don't have one. So. <laughs> um, I like the dead files. So Amy Allen on the Dead Files. Have you guys ever seen that show? No. Okay, it's okay. It's a great show. Absolutely love it. Um, and I don't even care if it's real or not. It's just really entertaining. Um, so her and uh, his name is Steve, and he's an ex cop um, from New York because he's got he's got the accent, you know, very much Italian kind of guy, right? So people call them in, and they have something going on in their house, right? And um, so anyways, um, people call in and they say, hey, um, the activity in my house is getting absolutely insane. Um, help me dead files because it's just getting abs- it's getting out of hand and I'm worried about what's going on. And so what happens is that Steve goes in there and he does an investigation first. And he so he gathers all the information. He's like, what's happening? And then he does research. Like he asks like the local law enforcement, like, hey, you know, anything that happened around my 
client's property and then he talks to like local historians and then he talks to like pest control and electricians and all this other stuff and he's like what's going on with this house just to rule stuff out you know and so he gathers all this information of like historical things that have actually happened and then amy goes in and she's a medium and she goes in and she does her like ghost investigation and so she talks to like the camera and she talks about like all the shit that's going on and what i like about her is that she's not like oh i'm sensing that there's someone nearby she walks in she goes "Mm, i don't like that Mm -mm, nope there's somebody sitting in the corner and they're being real they're being real fucking weird no i don't like that who are you why are you doing that i don't like that can you stop doing that like yeah (laughs) or she's negotiate you gotta tell them you're spooky i don't like it not cool with it or and well and she sees things that aren't just dead people she sees all kinds of things and there's things that she sees where she's like what is that no no thank you Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i don't like this so i love i love that show because uh, and then at the end they come together and they present their findings to um the the homeowners, the homeowner. yeah and um Sometimes they match like dead on and other times um, she'll be like, no, I didn't meet that person. I don't know who that is. Or they'll be like, or she'll pick up on things that like they didn't tell her about. Um, Like, unfortunately, there's a lot of times where somebody has been assaulted by a family member and she'll be like, yeah, this happened. And, you know, and, and then the person will be like, I've never told anybody about that, you know? And like I said, it's a TV show, so don't trust it. Right. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where I'm like, it's right. I'm like, it's entertainment. I'm enjoying it. Whether it's real or not, doesn't really matter because I, I like the show. Yeah. So, so mine would be, uh, the haunting of, and it has (gasps) Kim Russo on it. It's a good show. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think mine would be, and that's why we drink Em and Christine, and they also yep. have a podcast um, called Rituals um, that's also Ooh. really good that I've recently binged completely in one weekend. Uh, nice, I'm running out nice. of podcasts. <laughs> that's why we've made our own. There. Um, <laughs> so if you could talk to any ghost, who would it be? I yeah, because I don't know. Uh, I was gonna say like one of my grandmas, maybe both mm-hmm. of my grandmas, just because I have now that I'm an older adult, I have so many like questions about like their right. history, like, right? Their life. See, yeah, and I don't know if I have a famous person or famous ghost that I would want to talk to. I think I would probably want to talk to one of my ancestors from like a really long time ago be like okay yeah you're you're you know you're from That's a good yeah i'm like too. you i, I came from, from the old country right like just like really really old and i just want to be like what kind of shit did you like what kind of like stuff did you do like because i guess i would want to talk to like my most like infamous ancestor and be like yeah what kind of shenanigans <laughs> did you come up with tell me tell me your stories so yeah um i think i'm gonna go the lauren route i think i would want to talk to my great grandma Mm-hmm. Um, who I actually knew until she didn't pass until I was 12 and she used to babysit me a lot. So, um, but like I was 12. So like, I wasn't asking her cool grandma questions. I was like, let's mm-hmm. play Uno, which, you know, <laughs> a 12 year old sounds <laughs> great. And then now I'm 30. I'm like, God, I should have asked her more questions. Um, so, okay. This one's an easy one. Ouija board. Yes or no. 
No. no. <laughs> um, so, okay. So seance, yes or no? Would you ever do a seance? Yes, because I've done them before. Ooh. But not that, like I said, they're not like, I haven't done like the Adam's family, like version of a seance. Okay. Well, I, when we get a Patreon, yeah, gonna that's going to have to be our Patreon. <laughs> but yeah, I've done what's. As long as, like, we're trying to reach or channel someone who's not, like, Well, yeah, people. like, like every <laughs> seance I've ever done, because it's just pretty much you're contacting the dead. Almost, mm-hmm. uh, like, mm-hmm. almost every single one of them has been contacting a family member that's passed. So. Yeah. We'll yeah. figure it out. And then we'll put yeah. it on Patreon for all of you listeners. Yay. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening, everyone. Our next topic is going to be moons. Damn so email us all your moon things because um, this will also be um, – well, we'll probably record it before any of these are released. So maybe never mind. Email us all your <laughs> stuff about moons either Yay. way and we'll read it later <laughs> and we'll respond to it. Any emails we get about moons, I will respond to personally. Um, until Especially if it's about you mooning somebody. Yes. <laughs> um, which now I'm I have a whole new thing on my notes I already started my new moon notes and now I'm about to change them all mm. um, <laughs> email your questions your comments any stories anything else to charmed and alarmed at gmail.com um, if we get a Patreon you heard all the content we're planning for it so you'll be able to support us there if we start one um, and then don't forget to rate and review the podcast because it really helps us out on the podcast charts so that we can be in the ears of people like you. Um, thanks so much for listening. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. And we're... Charmed. And... Alarmed. <laughs>